Blog Talk Radio. Dancing circles in the night. Round and 
and thank you for joining me here on Code Connection. My name is Jessie Ann Nichols-George, and I am your hostess today. The music you were listening to there at the beginning of the show is actually from today's guest. Dance of the Stars is the name of the song, and today's guest, Ariana Saraha. And, you know, this is very exciting for me. Those that, that have been listening to my show for a while over the last few years, realize that one of the things I like to do is around the turning of the year, the seasons as they're shifting, is to bring in musical guests. And we've had some phenomenal ones this week. And today we've got another just extraordinary guest with her music with us. So I think you're really going to want to listen in. This is going to be a show that you're going to want to share with people. And it's just going to be a phenomenal show. So, So stay tuned here with us. I want to extend a welcome, by the way, to everybody that's listening to us, whether you're returning or whether this is your very first time listening in. We do stream live in three additional places, Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and Pen, known as Pair Encounters Network. And I welcome everybody listening through those channels, as well as those that happen to be catching us as a podcast uh, through iTunes, TuneIn.com, or through my YouTube channel. So, um, you know, no matter where you're listening from, whether it's today or one of our archive versions, welcome, and I think you're in for a real, real treat today. During this show, what I do is I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life codes. And many times I have guests on the show. Um, it's kind of getting split between having guests and sharing my own code work with you. So uh, we delve into a lot of different areas and topics on this show. And when I have guests on, it gives you an opportunity to learn about their work and other things that may be an option for your code energy. I also highlight, like I said, different musical artists, such as today. Ariana Saraha is with us today. And there will be a variety of different topics, tools, resources, and thoughts shared that will allow for personal exploration, universal insights, and expanding your perception of how life works. Now, in my own work, what I do is I interpret a person's life code to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. And I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement. I've written four books, uh, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams and its companion workbook, which are based on how to develop and create and find your perfect relationship. And then my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. And I'm also co-collaborator on a fifth book that is in the process of coming out in a couple of weeks called Embraced by the Divine, uh, the Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. So you're going to want to watch for that one as well. In addition, I have created the True North Tour, which I just finished a two-week tour uh, recently, going around the East Coast region, around uh, Washington, D.C., and the Philadelphia region, and also near the Boston region. So that was really exciting, and um, it won't be long before I'll be planning the 2016 <laughs> tour on that as well. So you want to watch for all of those things. And it includes workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, events, fundraising events, all kinds of things like that. You can follow all of those things, by the way, as well as the archive shows through my website, Jesse and Nichols George, the number one dot com. And a reminder, if you do enjoy the show today, which I know you're going to, this is going to be a great one to share with friends, family, you know, just click that share button because you never know whose life you're going to make a difference in. And music is a powerful game changer, as we might say. You know, music is one of those things that whether you're feeling good, whether you're having a rough time, it just can completely shift you in a matter of moments. So 
um, you know, think about that. And like I said, you never know. You just might change somebody's life in the process of this and, and get them introduced to, to a wonderful artist that's out there. Um, by the way, they can use the same link that you use to come into the live show, and then they can listen to it at their convenience. And also it's available, again, it's a podcast on iTunes, tunein.com, and then it takes, uh, it might take me up to two weeks to get the YouTube version up, but there will be a YouTube version on my YouTube channel as well available. Now, before we get started, those that have listened in before know that I'd love to delve into a little book called The 72 Names of God by Yehuda Bird, and Yehuda is a wonderful Kabbalah master and takes those big complex topics, brings them into everyday language. And, um, you know, so I want to delve into this. And this also goes on my page of the Main, uh, Main Street Universe tab on my website. So you can always go back and reflect on this as well as our code for the week. So um, I like to do that. I like to take a plot and work with it for a whole week. Now, the, the common name of God that we have that we're dealing with in Yehuda this week is called Long Range Vision. Okay. And his little initial message on this is, how many times have we thought, I should have seen it coming? Our lives are often full of heartache and problems simply because we failed to, see, to really see the situation confronting us. But suppose we could foresee all the consequences of the future right now. And the insight he goes on to give them this is, Kabbalah teaches that ten curtains are implanted in our consciousness limiting our ability to perceive the true reality. As a result, we fail to judge situations accurately. We may get ourselves involved in a relationship, confident that we've made the right decision, but it turns out to be the worst mistake of our life. Business opportunities that appear lucrative at the outset become financial black holes. Likewise, situations that initially appear hopeless can be blessings in disguise. Lacking the ability to see the long-term consequences of short-term decisions, we have a maddening tendency toward misjudgment. Before entering into a marriage, a business partnership, or any new venture, we can utilize this name to ascertain whether trouble awaits us 10 to 15 years down the road. Now, the meditation he gives us on this is, you have the power of clear vision and foresight in every part of your life. The blindfolds are removed. You grasp the cause and effect relationship that governs all reality. Your life choices and actions are motivated by ultimate results, not momentary illusions. You see more through your eyes. You perceive more through your mind's eye. You feel more through your intuition. Now, again, the common name of God that we're dealing with this week is Long Range Vision. And the formal name of this is Hey Resh Yud. And that's Hey Resh Yud. Now, a little thought here before we head off on to break and bring our guest on, because I'm, I'm excited about this guest today. I really am. I have to say, it's, it's, uh, I'll get into that in a little bit after we come back from break. But um, I'm very, very excited to have her here because she's got a beautiful, amazing voice. And, and I know you're going to be really happy with what she has to share as well. So a little thought here before we get going. Have you ever let music transport you to a different space? And have you ever had music unlock your own inner muse? And have you ever experienced visions or connected to your true self while listening to music? 
Now, I know for myself, I can think of many journeys that I have taken while meditating to music. I remember early in learning to do meditation, I would often listen to Stephen Halpern or Kataro and could experience the setting that that the music was sharing with me. And often when delving into the space, I would open the door to my inner muse and find inspiration for something I was working on or gain insight to something that I was delving deeper into. Sometimes it shared with me a piece of myself and the truth of deeper workings in the universe. As time went on and in other parts of my journey, I could be transported just by listening to a song, even if I was doing other things. This would be the case with artists such as Stevie Nicks or Lorena McKinnett or Stephen McDonald. And it's like it assisted in connecting me to various pieces of myself, the true aspect that all that I am, or sometimes just an energy current that my soul was resonating with. Now, the stories they shared through their music opened threads of my own stories that I could learn from and share. Many times I could feel this inner stirring that connected me to my own inner magic or true self. And at times, my hair would even pick up and blow back without a breeze even being present. And it was a dance of energy moving through me that was like an awakening in my very essence. Now, when I interweave this with the different seasons and turning of the year, I find different types of music resonate with those. While an artist can have great music to listen to all the year through, I also find the different artist's sound or style connects with one time of the year more so than others. And part of this is how they themselves are connecting with different seasons or aspects of the year. Now, one artist that I've recently connected with, which is today's guest, Ariana Jaraha, her music resonates well with this time of year as much like the transition into Scorpio, it has layers and depth and hidden mysteries and deep inner truths to it. And it's willing to be a journey, embracing many aspects of things from our inner gypsy, the embracing of the feminine creatress, honoring the earth, chants and mantras that keep us deeply connected, and the muse and siren that enchants us to connect with all that is magical, also known as our deeper truth. And it has layers of mystery, passion, and spiritual purpose. And this is a time of year that is about transparency on deep inner levels, a time for us to shift towards our inner world and contemplate what is time to let go of and time to regenerate and time to create. And it is a time that beckons us to honor our deep spiritual passion and purpose, knowing what it is to what it is and to be willing to bring it forth and share it with the world. And it asks us to trust in the journey and the divine source that walks with us on that journey. It is a time that reminds us to act from deep spiritual purpose and not driven by the material world. So how will you honor the season? When was the last time you got connected with these aspects of yourself? And are you willing to honor the gypsy and muse within taking a journey without controlling it, but in the spirit of, self, of self-exploration and spiritual connection. Now, the code for this week reminds us that we don't have to suffer and live in mental anxiety or be the, the victim or sacrificed in life. It reminds us that life is about awakening 
and that it is learning to let our anxieties die off or being proactive to cut the cords that keep us tied to them. And the code for this week stirs within us a passion that calls us into action as we connect with a deep purpose. It is an energy pattern that asks for us to focus on the spiritual and to develop it instead of chasing after the emptiness of worldly success. In bringing this together, the codes remind us that we do not need to make sacrifices in the process of spiritual development, only to awaken to what is of true and lasting value beyond this realm, to open to a fullness that is more expansive than worldly opportunities. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, we will be sharing in the music and wisdom of Ariana Saraha. And the song I've got for you today is by our guest, and it is called Gypsy, and I love this song. I couldn't resist having this on the show. So we're going to play this. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Please step into this cauldron of transformation with us tonight. And this next one is called Gypsy.
welcome back to our host connection. And my name is Jessie Ann Nichols George. I am your hostess today. And you were just listening to a song by today's guest, Ariana Saraha, and um, that song was called Gypsy. So definitely, this is going to be somebody, as you can tell, you're going to want to stay tuned for because this is some amazing music and an amazing artist that we have on. And as I mentioned. Today, my guest is Ariana Saraha, and her rich voice and exquisite competition, compositions take the listener on a mystical and soulful journey, as you can tell. Her work can be related to that of Lorena McKinnick and Dead Can Dance. She is earthly, earthy, ethereal, and spellbinding in a way that escorts listeners to other realms, untouched by day-to-day living. Ariana has studied and performed music from the Mediterranean, Middle East, and India, and weaves that in with Celtic-tinged original compositions. Her music has an enchanting blend of, of raw wildness with heartfelt intimacy, which comes through in her exquisite vocals. Ariana's lyrics are like ceremony in motion, honoring creation, cycles, vulnerability, passages, and the workings of the universe. She is a siren for the soulfully seeking, blending passion and purity in a way that awakens and enlivens with truth within. And today we're exploring her music and her thoughts, and you can definitely learn more about her work at www.arianasaraha.com. And for those who can't actually see that web address, it's A-R-A, I'm sorry, A-R-I-A-N-A. S-A-R-A-H-A dot com. <laughs> and Ariana, I want to welcome you to Code mm. Connection. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you. It is such a treat to be here. And, you know, I have to say, I, this is one of those things. I don't often wait to the last minute on something. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was great because I I believe very much Oftentimes we connect with exactly who we're supposed to and exactly the right timing under exactly the right circumstances. And I think that this is one of those situations because, like I said, I rarely wait. Usually my guests are but three months, six months out, things like that. And time slipped away with touring and everything like that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I need to find this guest. And there you were. You popped out. You just happened to be available. Yeah, I I actually never asked you um, how you discovered my music. You know, I was doing a search of some different Mm -hmm. things, and I can't remember. I either searched it online or I found you in my LinkedIn connections, one of the two. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it may have been through my LinkedIn connections. And, Mm And I tuned in, and I'm like, okay, there's something there, and I don't, I don't remember exactly how I got connected over to your website, but I did. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is the person. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. the one that fit. Well, and I was thank like, you. I, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Right so on. I right was, on. I, right on. <laughs> so I was so <laughs> and excited I, I, when you said yes. I apologize. Yes there's, a, there's a slight delay in, uh, I hope this uh, comes across all right. Um on my from my internet phone i'm actually talking to you from the dead of the woods in the rainforest of oregon so on an internet phone so um 
Hi from the wild. <laughs> I think that that's perfect. I, I love that you're out in that area. I got to be mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. far from there um, last year. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, very exciting. Mm-hmm. I would love, I, I mean, I gave a little interjection about you, but I would love for you yeah. to yeah. start off by sharing your journey into your work because I think yeah. you know, your voice, your lyrics are incredible. And um, hmm, maybe you. share with us why this style and why, you know, yeah. what, what moved you here to this? Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, how long do we have? Um, <laughs> we have time. No, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Um, because, you know, it was it was pretty – uh, mystifying to me. It wasn't anything I expected. And, um, and uh, how, you know, how the universe moves through us is, you know, at this point in my life, I just keep listening because I'm, I'm always surprised at, uh, at what, what wants to come through next. And um, so at the time, really, that uh, music swept me, swept through me. Um, like I said, it was a surprise. Um, I was finishing college in Boulder, Colorado, where I'm from. And I I had really started to use, I was studying uh, psycho, uh, psychology, and I was really interested in healing. And being raised by sort of counterculture uh, shamans and earth uh, lovers i i knew that that healing was uh, i knew that there was there was a lot of a lot of paths to healing and um i found myself dancing as my primary path to uh oops, there's a dog, dog in the background forgive me um I found myself dancing and using movement uh, as my way of accessing myself, which was at that point long lost. And uh, I was very, you know, sort of just trying to make do in a world that had never made sense to me. Maybe in, maybe since I was maybe three years old walking in the woods with my mom, you know, we lived out in the country then. Um, but as soon as I started school and moved into the cities. Nothing made sense to me. I was an outcast. The world was just, was this really what it was? So I was, I was on this deep journey of wanting to know what meaning was. What, what, what are we really here for as humans? And um, that drove my interest in psychology, um, and which, which uh, like I said, is how I found dance and movement as one of my primary forms of uh, reconnection. And um, so what happened was it was a surprise. And what I think happened is that through embodying myself and allowing the universe's energy to move through me and, and find aliveness again through my body, one day this voice just flew out <laughs> unexpected and um, that's when I started singing. That was in 96. And a few years later, 
I, I'd been sort of, I'd written over a hundred songs and I'd been sort of itching with this question of having heard beautiful music from around the world, but not having any really history in um, music study or anything like that, not really knowing how I would hear something from the Middle East, say, for example, and I'd be like, that, that sounds like my soul feels but I don't know how to sound like that. And um, three years into singing and writing a lot of uh, sort of blues-based, um, uh, more pop and uh, chant sort of sounding songs, um, I made friends with this uh, Middle Eastern Mediterranean ensemble still in Boulder, Colorado. And by... Uh, divine Providence, I suppose, uh, their singer, who was in that last song we heard, Gypsy, um, we, we've since connected as good friends and collaborators, Beth Quist, uh, she was leaving town and they needed a singer. And suddenly I was invited to learn and perform Middle Eastern, Mediterranean, and Balkan music, um, the music that brought my soul home, that, that felt like uh, it made sense for the first time in a world that made no sense. Um, and so that, that, I would say that was the launching pad for where my craft developed, you know? So it was the, the grace of spirit, um, the surprise of the voice, and then being invited to play with these real virtuosos who I still play with in many contexts um, in, in and out of Colorado. Um, and to 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 learn learn the music from around the world, and particularly that cradle of civilization around the Mediterranean. So, um, how's that for a start? That's a good start. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and of course, there's so much more, you know, to be said. You know, obviously, you know, my my own personal path, my spiritual journey you know, has led to a lot of the lyrics and we'll probably just dive into that as, as it, as, as we go. But um, that was really how it started. So, so I'm seeing an interesting connection, even though yeah, this is like our first time connecting and speaking and, and all of that, yeah. because I too was a dancer growing up oh, and, yeah. um, you know, dance was, my heart and soul, like it, no matter what was happening in life, I had to dance. And yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was such, as you say, a powerful channel for connecting me with mm-hmm. me. Um, yes. I, I, I think that dance just does have that ability in there. And yeah. like you, I have a long heritage. I wasn't necessarily raised under all the shaman thoughts because my direct mm-hmm. parents, didn't chose not to do that, and my grandparents <laughs> were deceased for the most part. I had one set that I got to know mm-hmm, briefly, mm-hmm. but I I come from at least thirteenth generations of healers and spiritual yeah. advisors and all of that as well. So I can completely <laughs> relate to yeah. yeah that being the natural state. And like you, I also always drew to that kind of Middle Eastern rhythm mm. that. Yeah, run yeah. through 
um, music that that always was something all my life I can remember drawing towards that. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe share with us a little bit what that was like growing up in that type of environment. I mean, (laughs) obviously there was a lot more openness there and in some realms and maybe a lot more strictness in some realms. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that there was strictness uh, so much, in fact, at all. Um, I think that my saving grace really was having a foundation in the family, um, a family that was split apart, but for good reasons. My parents both just, you know, lived lived better apart, and um, I treasured them both and um, always uh, – always received so much support and acceptance from them. And, you know, so to live in such a, I would say, hostile and really literally a hostile environment in my, within my peer groups and my, and my schooling, um, although I always had good connections with my teachers, ironically, um, I always had a safe place to come home to. And, you know, regardless of my parents' counterculture leanings, I think that's the that's the crucial element that really allowed me to return so easily. Is it, a not really the right word because my my whole path has been a real, a, you know, it's taken a lot of strength, but uh, gracefully to return gracefully to myself and to the remembrance of what is good. Um, without a lot of self-judgment or, or fear and with a lot more courage, I think, than I would have um, simply because my parents just, they listened to me. They trusted me. They, they invested trust in me in knowing that I would make good choices. And, um, you know, I know people from very normal households who had that as well. And, um, and that that was a gift that they received. And, uh, what a gift, you know, for our parents to give us. Um, as for the more, you know, the more counterculture leanings and the more, you know, the spiritual leanings, I mean, yes, those really have helped me a lot uh, just in shaping my worldview. Um, you know, I treasure the earth so potently, um, and I really, really uh, honor that gift from my mother, especially. She is... Uh, She's just so connected with the earth. It's it's not some concept of praising the earth and doing ceremony for the earth. It's like her every every action is how much does this impact the earth? How 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 humbly, how simply can I live in order to not make this place worse and in fact to make it better and to live in everyday direct relationship with this beautiful this beautiful mother, you, you could say, you know, this body of the, of the mother that we get to live on, this planet Earth. Um, and then my dad, he's sort of more the um, shaman, I would say, in his mindset. And I got from him this real powerful drive towards inner inquiry. Um, I've been doing dream, 
DreamWorks since uh, I was a teenager. Well, actually, since I was three years old and had my first scary dream, and my parents helped me um, <laughs> helped me understand it and actually make friends with the scary parts of my dreams. Um, both my parents had trained to be Jungians, um, so that has very much affected my worldview and my my sense of understanding of symbolism and mythology. And um, and uh, I almost don't know where to go with that, but um, well, that's I'm a, just so great. An, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting combination to have in your parents, and yeah. something yeah, somewhat unique in a way. I mean, it just kind of goes to show when you've got two people coming truly from the spiritual space. You know, they can work yeah. with those differences. Um, mm-hmm. even if they're not together. And, yeah. you know, the fact yeah. of listening and trusting are such key points, whether it's family or relationships or, you know, friendships, any type yeah. of uh, connection with somebody, those two pieces I think are are very key because they're, they're stepping stones to being com- compassionate and wise and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. many things. Mm-hmm. In in this world, Um, I find it interesting you have this connection with your mother being so connected to the earth and your father being so connected with the the thought pattern or as many Native American cultures would say the sky, you know, father, sky, mother, earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've often, yeah, I've often noted that. (laughs) (laughs) So you definitely got that strong, strong energy there, which is, um, I think, mm. really good in, in many ways. You mentioned your lyrics, um, mm-hmm. you know, the words and, and yeah. things. And, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the show, we played Dance of the Stars. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. This, this, I think you mentioned on your webpage as being a traditional hymn for the Russian earth. Uh, a piece of it. One one piece, piece of, it of it is. Yep. Some some was my lyrics, and some is a, a supposedly. It's hard to find the source on that one, but supposedly a traditional hymn for the Russian earth. So. And you know your your lyrics are beautiful, really. Um, you know, it, on your website you have these out there, and and people can certainly go in and read yeah. them and and things like that and listen to, to aspects of your music. And again, I want to mention that uh, Ariana's website is arianasaraha.com. That's A-R-I-A-N-A-S-A-R-A-H-A.com. Yeah. Um, but even in this, I think the part that is um, from the, the hymn for the Russian earth is if mm-hmm. the people live their lives, as if it were a song for singing out of light, provide the music for the stars to be dancing circles in the night. Um, mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it, it brings in something to me for me. And, and this is a, this is an interesting subject because you mentioned something about, um, you know, early on it, uh, about how m- music, you asked us, like, in what ways has, has music transported you um, and changed you? And 
I'm thinking about that idea of transporting, and it's rather than almost like an escape, I like to think of music as a a way to bring the sacred into what's already here. You know, so rather than, and sometimes we do need an escape, you know, absolutely. Something beautiful in that and, uh, and uh, no judgment about that. But at the same time, you know, a song or, a, or, a, or a, a sound, you know, whether there's lyrics or not, can bring us into a space of, of remembrance of how beautiful and how sacred even this present moment is. And um, that's a beautiful way to be transported as well. So I sing, I use a lot of earth imagery in my lyrics. Um, and part of that is, you know, to, to sh- to remind us how beautiful it is here. You know, if we take ourselves into the, into the places where we can, where we can remember that out of outside of the boxes that we live in, but also to remind us of the magic. And I use that term loosely. I'm not, you know, I don't do magic. I, I just, I find life is magical in its uh, majesticness in its mystery in its, um, even in, in its scientific workings, there's there's magic and mystery. And um, hmm, so I I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I I'm trying to without trying so much it just sort of happens trying to weave the the magical and the the mystical with just the beauty of what's here in these bodies, you know, the, the experience of having bodies that move like uh, that dance and on this earth and that share love and uh, celebrate. (laughs) And that's a big one. You know, I think we've forgotten uh, what we're really here for. And, and that is an excellent point to bring up because I see so many people today, they get wrapped up in what's happening on a day-to-day basis, the stresses, and mm. they completely miss this amazing beauty that's here. They, I mean, this world is magnificent if we yeah. take yeah. the time to see it and experience it. And, you, and I think we're programmed that escape is maybe a negative thing, but it's just a shift, just a change of pace, a change of scenery. Um, in many ways, and I, so I imagine. To... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's yeah, okay. No, Go ahead. no, no, no. <laughs> I was just going to say, I imagine you know, for almost everyone listening right now, that even there's something so simple that song in the background, or depending what time zone you're in, a cricket sound, you know, and it's like the little forgotten things that can bring us back to that sense of the more than human story is, uh, you know, outside of our little, our little human drama and into this, this, this magical world. You know, one of the things I used to find magical as a child, and I guess I still do, (laughs) is fireflies. And it's something that Mm -hmm. hit me back in summer because many people that have been following my journey know that I, ended up landing back in South Dakota for a while in Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. And part Mm -hmm. of my journey coming out of 
a venue from Michigan that I was doing while I was on tour, and on my way mm-hmm. back into this region, was I stopped one night, and it was it was kind of on the warm side, and I, I stopped, and there were fireflies everywhere around me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that as you say, that magic that just gets triggered in something that's long forgotten maybe or just we haven't thought about in a long time and your lyrics do that it brings back thoughts of our soul processes of our true self I think Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. helps us remember who we really are in many ways and I hope so that's a powerful piece in this world powerful piece yeah yeah. Well, I f- I feel so much for us as as humans and I have struggled so much. I mean, so many of those lyrics, you know, I don't know if we'll play Maiden of Midnight, which is the title track of my album. Um, but that song says, you know, all the way all the way home. Uh and it uses these these beautiful images of of ways that we can simply, you know, live on the earth, like dancing in a circle of stones. And not everyone has that opportunity. Not everyone necessarily even wants it. But I didn't write that song because my life was magically that. It was because I felt a longing for that. And and sometimes I do dance in a circle of stones. <laughs> but, uh, it's a but great experience like a, for anybody who hasn't done it. <laughs> It really is. You know, I mean, anytime you can dance together and especially around a fire. I mean, that's just that that's what we're made for. But uh, it's primordial longing to return to uh, some ways of living on the earth and with each other that we seem to have forgotten. I, I love that about your music and we are going to play that song but not until the close of the oh, <laughs> of the perfect. show. Perfect. We're going to save okay. we're going to save that one for last because I thought it was so perfect with the turning Beautiful. of the year um where mm-hmm. the veils are so thin right now and we have yeah. this opportunity for spirit connection and soul connection to true self and to true home as we might say. Um even beyond this earth. And so uh-huh. I, I just thought that was yeah. a perfect song to close with today. So we'll be doing right. that later in the show. Um, but mm-hmm. it is, there's, I can see that in your, your work and your music and that, that memory there. And um, like I said, when people go on your website and they re- read the lyrics, you get the vision, you get the picture. And what I love yeah. is that yeah. because I do work with codes and, one of the things about codes is things are either compatible or they're not compatible. Either they have mm-hmm. a congruency with you or they don't have a congruency with you. And, you know, when they're congruent, everything comes together and you feel it and you get the picture and everything like that. And when they're not congruent, there's this sort of sense of conflict or tension that kind of pushes people away. And in your music, you have that. The music fits the words, fits hmm. what you show. I mean, it, it all comes together. So to me, there's no question that that's probably all coded together. One hmm. song that... Hmm. Thank you. Really, yes. 
really interests me that I want to play here, um, and maybe you can yeah. share a little bit about it, is called Kali's Army. And, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> That's a and good this one. is a big <laughs> one because I figure, yeah. boy, if, yeah. if Kali isn't uh, aligning with this time of year, I don't know who would. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah. And so many people have, I think, some misconceptions about Kali mm-hmm. and Kali's purpose. Right. And, right. Um, so I'm going to let you shed some light on that. Okay. I'll, I'll say a few, a few words. Um, Kali is, K-A-L-I, is the dark goddess in Hindu mythology. And um, I'm not Hindu. Um, I'm not actually ascribed to any particular religion. But um, I admire a lot of different mythologies, and I, I have uh, I've studied a good bit in that uh, from that culture. And um, my sense of Kali, and she's fearsome. She she has a garland of skulls around her neck and a a, a skirt of severed arms, and she's out for blood. And, you know, people are like, whoa, whoa, like, what is that about? You know, like, scary, weird. Um, but I'll just mention a couple things, you know, that, that, that she represents that might demystify that a little bit. And one is, you know, the cycle of death and rebirth. And, you know, like you say, we're, we're heading into the, the, the darker time of year, the... Um, the the light in the northern hemisphere is fading uh the leaves are falling and the earth is basically getting ready for a, a, a death and and uh and uh hibernation and then rebirth and so kala a very similar word in hindi actually means time so kali is actually associated with time and transformation and the inevitability of death. Um, not as an end point, but as just part of a, an ever-changing process. Um, so that's one aspect of her, and where, you know, the death isn't quite a scary thing because, you know, the leaves fall to feed the earth so that the trees may be healthy in, in the spring. Um, Another aspect, you know, you wonder, well, why the severed heads? They're human heads. Um, it's symbolic. And what it's symbolic of is she cuts away illusion. And specifically, the illusion that we are separate from each other, that we're separate from the earth, and that um, that separation is this ego that somehow rather than being part of something that were these separate little ego entities. And it's those little egos that try to drive the show that create so much suffering for our minds and our lives. And so it's actually an act of compassion when she severs our head, so to speak. Um, She's cutting away our attachments and, those things that we're, we hold on to so tightly that they make us suffer, um, primarily our thoughts. So um, she's a liberator. She brings us peace 
And they say that if you look at the garland of skulls around her neck, um, they actually still have faces on them. And all the faces are very peaceful, even happy. So, <laughs> so with that, um, the song that I wrote was inspired by her and her work as a healer, or I would say her energy, her uh, mythological energy, her archetypal energy as a healing force that the, the dark mother can take us back into her womb, can take us back into uh, the place where we can become innocent again and free and at peace. You explained so that, that so uh, well. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, thank you. So very well, because this is a challenging one to get across to people because it does initially look so terrifying and our egos and our mind self oftentimes goes to that terror and we we view something as sacrifice. We view it as this harsh thing when in reality it's it's not and the Middle Easterns are not the only ones that of course celebrate and honor Kali. Um also many uh, Celtic Indian. traditions do. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Indians, um, Celtic mm-hmm. traditions, and of course, part of why I thought this was so perfect is because in a lot of the Celtic traditions, uh, Halloween going into All Saints mm-hmm. Day is um, a pers- is a New Year time frame, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it is about mm-hmm. the death and the rebirth and the coming around mm-hmm. and the new beginnings and um, yeah. And being ready to open the mind up again um, in yeah. powerful new yeah. ways. I, I really yeah, love. More... Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say more compassionate ways, you know, for both self and others. Yes, yes, we have yeah. to, you know, um, and and letting go of attachments and cutting off the attachments is a huge thing with me. <laughs> People hear me say yeah. that all the time. Get rid of those yeah. attachments. Cut them away. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love the lyrics in here. Uh, Kali's army is coming around. Kali's army is tearing the walls down. Till I am naked and whole again. Tear me open and scatter me to the wind. Like stardust is shattered and gathered in. Your night sky devours and crushes me to your breast. This is a holy death. And I think that's the key when we're going through these transformations. Kali is definitely the transformation aspect there. Um, it is holy when you're being reborn into yeah. that more peaceful self, into that more yeah. self-assured. So we're going to listen to Kali's army, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Perfect. Perfect. And I just want to uh, invite people um, if they have something in their lives that that they're struggling with that's causing them pain to uh you know to offer it up this is a time of release and transformation so let this uh song be a healing fire perfect lead into that and definitely something to think about as this is playing we'll be back in just a few minutes thank you jesse
I just want to say welcome back to everybody, uh, whether you're just joining in with us or whether you've been listening with us throughout the show. I have with me today um, Ariana Saraha, who has just got an exquisite voice, takes you know her listeners of her music uh, to a mystical and soulful journey, and it's such a pleasure to have us have her with us today. Um, sharing her works and her music and her thoughts and what's behind the music. And, um, you know, there's so many powerful things when we look at music and we look at the codes of music because we have the energy of the music itself. We have the words. We have the titles. There's so many vibrations that run through it. And, of course, we have the artist and what the artist Mm -hmm. does as well with that, Um, you know, Really powerful song, Ariana. <laughs> it really is. Mm. Um, mm. We've been talking about a lot of different things here from Kali, which was on that last song. And, and anybody who just is tuning in, I encourage you to go back and listen to that and take that journey and that little visualization. Of course, you can always come back and catch the archives as well for that um, yeah. in there. I could just listen to your music all day, probably. <laughs> Aww. Well, should we play another song? I I was looking at another song, and um, mm-hmm. the one I'm hoping you'll share a little bit about is called Into the Void. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and I actually going on with that one. Yeah, I actually. Uh, for the album, I, I crafted it such that those two songs play back to back. So um, I suppose it's a good a good segue, and I, I almost don't want to talk too long about it because um, hmm, because uh, Kali leads us so beautifully there, you know, into that place of release, and um, once we are sort of released of our, our illusions and our attachments. And, you know, often before we come back to life, so to speak, and and a place of new light and inspiration, we have to go into the void. And my sense is that many of us fear to go there. We, we don't like to stand in the liminal places. They're not comfortable. They're actually quite 
um, terrifying, as easily as terrifying as Kali, you know, herself or that sense of dying um, to our little ego selves um, because of their vastness. And, I mean, what do I even mean by that? Well, you know, in the everyday, you know, say, you know, you're not happy in your job and you feel like it's time for a life change. Well, a lot of people you know, are, are, are afraid to change until they have everything figured out. And we often don't stop and stand still and just listen long enough to hear that quiet voice within and see what it has to say. We, we so often try to fill in things because we're afraid. We don't trust. We don't trust that our intuition um, we don't trust that life will guide us there, and we don't surrender nearly enough um, to listen on a deeper level. And so we're always creating our lives from our little egos. And so often, you know, after many years of that, we realize, you know, I did this all for myself, but something doesn't feel complete. Something doesn't feel whole. Um, or real or as vital as I'd like to feel. And so Into the Void is an invitation into that empty space, into just release and surrender to whatever wants to arise from that dark palette of the unknown. And... uh, I can't say the lyrics make any sense. It was actually a song I wrote, uh, I think, 1997. And like I said, I started singing in 1996. So this is a very, very old song. Um, A lot of my lyrics, I can't necessarily tell you what they mean. Um, I put that in quotes, (laughs) what they mean. Um, But they came through and they... They almost take on a life of of their own, a uh, more more of an imagery and a metaphorical significance um, on a on a level be, beneath the words. So um, I say, just let this song uh, take us on a journey. Not try to understand what it means, but just uh, drift on it, open ourselves to it. I think that's perfect, and and mm-hmm. you hit on some big points, the release and the surrender, because I do know in the, the lyrics, you say, into the shadows I fall, um, yeah. into the silent thunder, yeah. into nothing and all. And I think mm-hmm. that that's, mm-hmm. that's just huge, and that oftentimes it does feel like we're going into the shadows or the blackness or the darkness, but, uh, you know, oftentimes that's, not as as scary as it might first seem. So definitely for those who are taking this transformational journey on the show with us and you've just come out of the aspects of of Kali, you know, as Ariana said, take this time to just see what you've been hesitant about, what you've been afraid of releasing and surrendering to. Yeah, and and see what floats towards you from this vast void. Perfect. Here we go. Into the void. 
And welcome back, everybody. We are talking today with Ariana Saraha. And, you know, Ariana, when I hear that song, that's where your voice really comes out and you can be related to Lorena McKennett. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it really shows in that one. Definitely. You know, tell me or share with us maybe why you feel the passion is so important in music? Oh, good question. Well, I actually feel that passion is important in everything. <laughs> Me and, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if, if you're not passionate, you're not really living. And that doesn't mean that every day feels passionate. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's like a fire. It takes uh, cultivating. It takes stoking and... You know, sometimes the conditions aren't perfect for it and the wood's a little bit wet or the wind is blowing strong. But, um, you know, it's like I feel like we're trained in the Western culture, at least, uh, and not entirely, not everywhere. But there's a lot of conditioning against, well, against so much, but (laughs) joy and passion and, you know, unless it's something you know, very normal, like it's it's good to be passionate about, you know, becoming a doctor or, you know, making a lot of money. Um, but a lot of things that I think really would inspire our hearts um, as humans, we're not often not encouraged towards like, oh, music, you know, like, thankfully, I'm not that person, especially if you heard the earlier part of this interview, I'm, I didn't have those parents who said, oh, music, well, that's not very practical. You know, I had parents that were like, yeah, follow your passion. I trust that you will make it work. And um, we just don't get enough of that. Um, You know, I think there's people, you know, who want to do very things like, you know, my mom, she's chosen to be an apple picker and gardener as her life's passion because she loves the earth so much. She's like the, the only, probably the only Mexican often up in the Washington orchard uh, picking apples. She just got back from that, um, you know, because she somehow wasn't afraid to follow a, a dream that, you know, made her live a much simpler life, but a happy life. And um, so I feel like as Western humans, um, the more that we can, that we can trust that we're enough without having to have a big flashy job, a big flashy car. And maybe we do, maybe, you know, we're lucky and that happens for us. And our passion is something that we make a lot of money at. Um, but that's not the important thing. And, uh, Beethoven said music without passion is inexcusable. And, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's a little hardcore, but um, I, I agree with him. I feel like um, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to find our heart's love and to share that with the world. You know, whether that means being a stay-at-home mom or, you know, some, you know, dramatic actress, you know, it, any end of the spectrum, if it's fully from one's heart, is uh, that's what makes the world really, really come alive, you know, and, and, 
Yeah, the world I needs more you. people following their passion, for sure. And and fearlessly experiencing that sense of passion, and I don't mean just you know that sense of passion like a sexual intimacy thing, but you yeah. know like yeah. the passion that is within. Because I know for me that's that's like blood running through the veins. You know that's yeah that's life force. That's connection to spirit. And yeah. Um, Passion is is that creator creator energy, I think. Yeah. Um, that that is just so incredible. Um, I love that quote by Beethoven. <laughs> by the way, that's <laughs> perfect in there. And yeah. and I can relate yeah. to picking apples because I used to have an apple tree, and when I yeah. was living in Utah, I had an apple tree and peach trees and a grapevine and. And I've loved mm-hmm. this time of year going out and getting all the apples off the tree and doing stuff with them. And so I can completely yeah. relate to your mom in that sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. She's doing what she loves. And she's happy. <laughs> and I think when we can bring passion also into the things that maybe we're resisting, um, mm. that's a very powerful space as well. Because hmm. here again, we connect with spirit and then we stop the resistance piece and we're able to actually experience the benefits out of what is initially an issue, perhaps for us or a challenge or uh, whatever you want to say there on that um, aspect in there. You know, hmm. you have a song that is called Angel Fire. Mm-hmm. And um, do. it brings in some beautiful dichotomies, <laughs> uh-huh. if we want to say, in that, you know, yeah. the uh, for I walk in the light of the sun at midnight. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just some beautiful, I, share. <laughs> Please share about that. Sure, sure. Well, it's interesting when I saw it on the on the playlist right after Holly's Army and then Into the Void, I thought really how perfect because even in my I I I would call them uh experience uh mystical experiences my uh, I would say those three energies came in that order. So it's really it's uncanny that you picked up on that and placed them in that order in the playlist. Um, you know, first there's that there's that death energy. There's that letting go of that which doesn't serve us anymore. And then there's the the floating in the the vast unknown, and um, and actually listening. And and it's the it's that it's that place, um, the liminal, the bardo, almost in between, where. Um, the life force then comes through and blesses us with grace um, or with a little glimmer of, of what's next or what our passion is. It comes from that place. It comes from the primordial void. It doesn't come from trying to figure out what we should do or listening to what others think we should do. Um, it comes from a much wilder and deeper place. And um, in my own journey, I would say uh, 
Angel Fire, the lyrics in that very specifically. And this one, they sort of rolled off the tongue, but I recognized while it was happening that they were speaking to a very particular experience that I had had, um, actually a few different experiences. Um, and uh, they all happened from opening up to that void and listening and uh, being terrified, but floating there and saying, okay, I'm open. And uh, I would say Angel Fire is still sort of in that liminal place, but it's the spark coming out of it um, of, of grace. And uh, it's a hard song to, to talk about because it does touch upon several experiences that I had. But um, uh, let me just, uh, I guess, tell you what the chorus. Uh, no, I almost don't want to. I, I really actually enjoy the way that lyrics can mean different things to different people. So um, while I could tell you what it means to me and what experiences it came from in my life, I also just want to offer it as a gift to just like any piece of art, you know, to let the listener or the viewer, um, let it move them how it moves them. So (laughs) I think that that's a great thing. And I know myself, I had many things come to mind when I was looking over the lyrics mm-hmm. of this. And, and I don't always sit down and just look at lyrics. People should know that. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. I do. depends on the artist. But, you know, there's a lot of times I don't. I just enjoy the music. But you had them available. And I, I looked and I was like, oh, my gosh. It brought back so many memories for me as I read mm-hmm. through the different wow. words of the different songs of wow. gatherings yeah. I had been to, ceremony I had been a part of, um, so many times when I felt life and this song as well bringing forth many aspects about life transitions and oftentimes I know one of the things that came to mind for me was thinking about how often we we have this bright shiny object so to say in front of us that we're chasing after you know that that uh, American dream or whatever you want to call it and, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of disappears or it, it loses some of its mm-hmm. aspect. But then, you know, it, all of a sudden you start getting something else that is the real thing, so to say, and not yes. just um, not just the illusion that you thought uh, originally. Yeah. And yeah. when we try sometimes, to send uh, all the... Sometimes life uh, wants to give us something so much more beautiful than our little minds could conceive of. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and tying it in with the passion, and I love that you, I didn't even realize when I put these three songs together that that, <laughs> that was the, the case doing it. I was, um, I, get, I did tune into the energy of mm-hmm. what this time of year offers in that, you know, um, when we look across many cultures that oftentimes Halloween is not a one-night thing about going out and getting candy, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, door-to-door in the neighborhood, there's many different layers of of different aspects of it. 
but one of the things that um, in many European cultures and various other cultures, it was a three-day celebration. And the first day oftentimes was what we closer know Halloween as, this, you know, Mm -hmm. being in the the shadows and the, the earthly realms and the egos and everything like that. And then the second day was really about more of the reflection and the release and the resting and the um, caring for self and honoring transition. And then the third day was Mm -hmm. really about heavily bringing the light in of Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. uh, which many religions then attached All Saints Day to that, Mm -hmm. uh, November 2nd. Mm -hmm. Uh, being all gotcha. Saints Day, so it would run from the 31st right. and sometimes the midnight of 30, 30th going into the 31st through midnight um, of the 2nd going into the 3rd. And so yeah. um, that transitional journey, just incredible. So let's let them listen <laughs> to what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, and I just... Here. I just wanted, uh, if I may, um, to say one more little piece on that, but... Um, it's also a time that's often associated with the ancestors. And um, what does that mean? Well, it's said that they say the veil between this world and the other is the thinnest. And so it's a time, it's a time if we've lost someone, it's a time that we can properly say goodbye. Um, It's also a time if we have a, a, a question for someone, you know, that we never got in that, in their lifetime, um, supposedly we can you know commune across those realms um but not just uh you know our personal ancestors and and other humans but just the sense of the liminal between the everyday world and the mystery which we've been talking about so much so this is a very it's a very strong time for listening to those inner intuitions a time for listening to what dreams come and whether they have uh, teachings for us. Um, so just, it's very much, yes, like you said, an invitation to an, a time of reflection. And I really appreciate you, you uh, reminding us of that. Wonderful. Here we go. And this is Angel Fire by today's guest, Ariana Saraha. Thank you. I don't mind 
I just want to say welcome back, everybody. Um, we have been talking with Ariana Saraha during the show and sharing her music and her work. And um, if you've missed any part of the show, this is when you definitely want to go back and catch whatever you've missed in the archives and listen to it again because there's so much beautiful music on here. And, um, you know, Ariana, is, is we're starting to wind down in time <laughs> here a little bit. I, I want to get maybe just a couple of little things in. Um, yeah. Obviously, we want you to share with people how they can connect with you and uh, where they may be able to see you playing or, or anything like that. But Absolutely. also, you know, as kind of a, a closing or a, a wrapping up uh, piece here, I'd love for you to share what you hope people will get out of your music. Hmm. My hope uh, is that people may just have a a connection with their own souls, um, that it may reconnect them with parts of themselves, perhaps, that they haven't touched in a while, um, emotions. Um, a sense of hopefulness, even um, inspiration, passion, um, peace, um, and even tears, you know, um, primarily a sense of feeling, you know, um, that's, that's another thing I just, I, I, I hope for people is to feel more. Um, this world needs more people who feel deeply, who care deeply, even when it hurts. So, yeah, I hope to tap people back in with their feelings and their wildness and their <laughs> desire to dance and be embodied, full-bodied human beings. So, all those things. That's a beautiful place to be, and I think so many times we are taught to shut down our emotions and our feelings mm-hmm. and to not go there. So mm-hmm. many people don't like to step into that space because it's uncomfortable. Um, yep. Yeah, they're not sure yet, it's safe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and understandably. I I'm, and, yeah. <laughs> and definitely understandably. And yeah. I feel... Like in that space, though, so much of what we're seeking happens when we're willing to connect with those feelings and emotions. And Absolutely. So where can people connect yeah. with you? How do they get hold of your music? Where can they see you play? Absolutely. Well, I'd say that the uh, the... The, the crucial hub is uh, please visit my website. I actually just redid it, and um, I'm really delighted to share it with you. Um, arianasaraha.com. Again, that's A-R-I-A-N-A-S-A-R-A-H-A.com. And from there, you can connect to me in anywhere that you are, um, probably on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, the links are all there. 
um, as well as a sign up for my email list so you can receive um, seasonal uh, newsletters, musings on the wild soul, and um, as well as tour announcements. Um, you ask where people can see me live. And uh, ideally all over the world, though I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, performed in Europe or overseas yet, but I love to travel overseas and I'm just, I'm just waiting to create that, that opportunity. I perform a lot in the Western states and in fact I will be in the Bay Area next weekend with a small ensemble uh, world uh, rhythm musicians, and we're going to be playing in Marin County. The information uh, is on my website and as well on my Facebook. And um, I would love if you're in the Bay Area, California, uh, to come see me next weekend. Um, after that, probably the next concert is in Oregon in January. I'm taking a lot of the winter off to start working on my next album, um, but I do plan a spring tour of the Western states. Um, usually I travel through at least five Western states, including the Southwest and the Rockies. So um, sometimes six or seven of those states. So the best way to find out about those are um, once again, through my uh, website's email list or uh, on Facebook, if you're listophobic <laughs> and um <laughs> Yeah, I really, I love to stay connected. I love the sharing of information and inspiration. So I'm always open for dialogue with, um, with the people, you know, that are interested in my music. Um, I also teach embodied mysticism, uh, multimedia sort of workshops where we do movement and sounding and uh, various forms of creative play. So those get announced um, as well. And um, so an there's occasionally opportunities for more personal work with me as well. And um, I also do uh, vocal embodiment sessions with people who are interested in, in exploring their voice. Um, there's a lot of ways I love to connect and I, uh, I would be honored um, once again, just visit my website if you want to um, connect with me. Um, you can also just email me directly through it. Again, that's arianasaraha.com. And, you know, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You just have so much to share, and, and hopefully I get to connect with you sometime when I get back Absolutely. out in your direction. And, and um, you know, I think it would be incredible, and I'll certainly be wishing for you to do the international performing and traveling that you would like to do. Um, Thank uh, you. Because Thank you definitely you. have international appeal there's no question about that whatsoever on here so i i want to thank you very very much for giving us your time and you know like i said i if i had all the time in the world i couldn't have picked a better person to bring on this show mm -hmm. today for this turning of the year and um and i sincerely feel that with you and your music and you shown that beautiful blend that we talk about that is passion and purity all rolled into to one mm. in there. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor to be on the show with you, Jesse. You're, you're so wonderful and insightful, and it's really a joy to share a wisdom with you. And, uh, and you're an inspiration. 
Thank you so much. And I, I want everybody to hang in there because we have the title track song, Maiden of Midnight, coming up. Um, that we're going to close the the show out with today. So hang in there so that you get to hear that as well. And um, Mm -hmm. I just want to mention that next week I'm going to have Tim Thompson on with me. He's going to be discussing his work in interactive science. And uh, the following week I'm actually going to be doing my own show on codes of various gemstones. Um, And and looking at that, and you'll, you'll understand why, because that's my birthday show. Uh, Friday the 13th. I was born on a Friday the 13th and was born on Friday the 13th this year. And gemstones is one of the very first tools I picked up uh, probably back at the age of three or four. So I'm excited to bring that show and the, and the code information to everybody there. Um, again, you can find out everything that's happening on my website. I will be getting a new video tip put up for the month here hopefully very soon as long as everything keeps working well on the computer, <laughs> which has been interesting lately. Um, but I'm, I'm working on getting that taken care of. You can follow the tips. You can follow the monthly specials, all of those things through my website, archived shows and guests uh, at jessianenicholsgeorge1.com. And I'll mention that you have just today and tomorrow to take advantage of the October special um, which has to do with the runic healing grid in combination with the code interpretation. And then after that, we're going to be moving to the November special deal, which is receiving 50% off of all of my books. Um, the only one that won't be available at that price will be Embraced by the Divine, which is in the process of coming out and um, uh, you know, is a collaborative work. Don't forget we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Um, we've got Susan Weed, who is still on regularly with us every Tuesday night. Tune in, short short show, about 30 minutes with that, but it's all on herbs and natural plants, and she does mm. an amazing job. Janice is in the process of opening up her own show, as well as um, through our flagship show, so there's always interesting things. Daniel has various guests that are coming on from time to time. Kevin Baird's been popping in with his Invention. Some of you may have remembered when I interviewed him back at the end of July on his new companion, which actually detects and allows us to communicate with spirit energy um, uh, in, a, in a very conversational way. So that's a very interesting thing that he's delved into. And I want to say, hey, this is Jesse Ann Nichols-George. And thank you so much for being here today. And again, thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those streaming live on Penn, known as Pair Encounters Network, Stream Finder, and Talk Stream Live, as well as those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of our show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archives. And I'm going to leave you today with a song by our guest, Ariana um, Saraha. And it is the title track of her album, Maiden of Midnight. And uh, I'm going to get that going here in just a second. (laughs) Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week.
Where will fire? 